three, two, one. Welcome to Breaking Balance. Redefining work, success, and life balance for all sales and marketing professionals. They are international speakers and coaches straight out of Jersey and the home of Spark Tank Media. Here is your host and co-host, Jeff Lobb and Nikki Brand. Hey, welcome back. Breaking Balance. Jeff Lobb here, Nikki Brand. Hi, hi. Welcome, welcome. We're here. Um, today's today's uh, episode is, uh, what's your story? It's kind of like, you know, when our interest is, you know, straight out of Jersey, I always think of like, hey, how you doing? How you doing, how you baby? Doing? What's your story? What's your story? <laughs> what's your pickup line? What's your story? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have that gift anymore. <laughs> I know that time has passed. I was like, darn sure. <laughs> that gift is gone. <laughs> oh, boy. That's all right. Uh, we still have this gift. We have this gift. Thank God. So I love this topic. Um, there's so much to go into with this, Jeff. And before we do, before mm. we get into what your story is, because I think um, really it's it's endless for so many people because everyone out there has a story. Everyone out there listening, um, whether you think your story is fabulous or not, it's your story <laughs> and you need to own yourself. All right. 2021, own it. Um Let's just talk real quick about last week's episode, okay? We had a challenge. It was the hashtag what's for dinner challenge. And while they that may sound minute to some, it was huge to us. We did it. I we executed on it. We did it. And and listen, first I just want to say that I had texted Jeff after after we went shopping and made up our menu because I thought I'm gonna hold Jeff accountable. And then he'll have to hold me accountable because right accountability is key it's something i've learned in my older age if you want to get stuff done sometimes holding yourself accountable isn't the only thing that's why people hire coaches and have friends and groups and whatnot it helps so hashtag what's for dinner challenge came about because we're very frustrated with the constant arguments every night Of what's for dinner every night and and you're hungry right you're tired and our lifestyles of running and working to whatever hour of the night sometimes or Absolutely. day who's got time right so. and who wants to be hangry hangry <laughs> you don't want mommy hangry in my house i'll tell you that much no and you you did it first you were you sent me that text yes. on like saturday yeah mm-hmm. saturday? yeah we were struggling not struggling to do it struggling to i wanted uh, my wife to listen to the podcast first and i wanted my kids to hear it right we right. just couldn't pull it together on a saturday so as soon as your text fired us up I'm like all right sunday we're sitting down we're sitting down and <laughs> we're gonna we, do that we did it with the kids like we brought okay the kids and my son was knee up in the thing he had knee surgery so mm. we're all gonna participate in this and right we, and we laid it out and we used yours as an example right like here's like here's nikki's not that we're gonna judge what she's eating we're gonna figure this out right exactly and that's just it what we did simply was we went sunday monday tuesday down the line the whole week and just wrote out what we were eating and that was it. And it wasn't, you know, anything more than just simply, you know, the, the dish and the vegetable and whatever the starch. And I have to tell you what a gift. Yeah, it's great. A friggin' a few hours yeah. of just getting it together on a Sunday made for the whole week. We, we had no question or arguments of what was doing this week. Not it, one. It's unbelievable. Not one. So, you know, I'm curious, did this work for you guys out there? Did you try it? Will you try it? Let us know because this, this hashtag what's for dinner challenge, uh, um, I put it out on my Instagram and I got a ton of feedback from people who said this works or, 
wow, you know what? I'm going to try this. And I feel like just a little bit of organization on a Sunday. And I'm not talking about hours and hours of meal prep. No. We just simply wrote down what we're having. Every what we're going to have and then just make sure you have it. And just had it. That was half the battles. Had it. Do we have it? Did we purchase right. it? Is it in the freezer? So you had to go shopping. Yeah. You had to do the shop. That's that's the only real action item you had to do on the Sunday. Um, now, Jeff and I joke today. Who's cooking? <laughs> that was so. That was you know that right. was one of the challenges. So right. I could tell you exactly. Like we had chicken last night. Right. We had taco Tuesday. Right. Monday right. we had steak. Right. Like I got the whole menu. Like right. I don't have to think. But it was but. like who's gonna cook the damn thing? <laughs> like all right. So you cooking? Am I cooking? Like or what time am I getting home? Like last night I walked in like eight thirty nine o'clock at night. Right. I was burning late and right. thank God you know my wife was already she was cooked it was done. But there's nights you get home like reasonable hours. It's like are right, you feel like doing this? Or right. Like, right. You know. So that's our own time. So maybe we got to figure that part out. Right. And and that can be a part too where you can just simply write it down on the sheet. Okay, today is this person or that person. Yeah. You get your children involved. Yeah. Um, if if that you know works for you, but I can say for us, my um. My husband does most of the cooking in our house. Uh, he's a really good cook. I can do like the nuts and bolts, the sauces, the stews, the soups. I'm great at that. The daily food, he's great at. And you want to know what? He's like a high level executive and he knows how to cook and he cooks. Yep. Um. So I don't mind cleaning up when he's done cooking. I really don't. I hate that's my worst part. That's maybe that's, worst maybe part. that's another whole issue. That's his worst <laughs> part. And I know this is, this is breaking balance. And, we're, you know, we've got all these different... Um, topics to talk about, but you can't deny that a what's for dinner question is in everyone's household. And it seems silly to have to even talk about it, but it, getting it organized and having one less thing to have to argue about or have to feel anxious or annoyed or whatever, and then have to go hungry and feel irritable. I know for me, I mean, listen, I'm not speaking for just my female gender, but I know for me personally, I, I watch out if I I'm hungry. I'm terrible. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> or, terrible person. Or you're on a limited diet or a limited. Exactly. I'm cutting gotta, things. <clears throat> I'm feel, so it's so like, have that. I'm looking forward to this dinner. So my husband cooks it and I, you know, and it's, it's, I will say this too. It's nice to be in the kitchen together talking mm. and having this like thing to do. Oh, tonight we're doing, you know, whatever the pork chops and sweet potatoes and all this yummy stuff. He's cooking. I'm talking. We're sharing our meal and, it's actually like this little bonded moment too, which is crazy. Is oddly different in the <laughs> evening instead of just being bitchy. <laughs> well, look, I mean, you look, we know our calendar, right? Our, we were talking about it this week. Our calendars for the next two weeks have been Busy. insane. Mm -hmm. There's almost 12, 14 hour days in summer. Right. And it's not even it's just business and kids. So there's one less thing to worry and argue about. Right. After we're done dealing with stress and mm -hmm. pressure and right. under the gun. So to me, it solved the problem. It did. And it's going to continue forward, hopefully. So we're going to keep checking in on this. Um, we're just going to, you know, talk about it for a few minutes because I do think it works. So, hey, out there, let us know, please. Hashtag what's for dinner. Yep. Challenge. Is it working for you? Right. Let us know. Yep, for sure. All right. So now yeah. we're on to the big topic of the day, Jeff. Yes. What's your story? What's your story? What's your story? <laughs> what's your story? And you know, so when the reason we wanted to chat about this, I think a lot comes down to listening to people give that. 30 second elevator pitch that we all talk about for years. Everyone's got this elevator pitch, right? The elevator pitches failed a lot of times because everyone just wants to throw up what you do. Mm -hmm. I just want to vomit. Mm -hmm. Who is that? Right. Look at that FaceTime popping in. So nice. All right. Technical crazy, but that's all right. So the challenge is when you listen to people pitch us, right? Pitch, it's, um, it's not only annoying. 
it doesn't work. It doesn't get my attention. There's nothing catchy about it. And people are just trying to, you know, tell me all their features and benefits and why they're great. And quite frankly, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I finally get to the point where I said, I don't care so much. Like someone's got to change this. And I know there's a lot of trainings out there online, but because we're in this mode the past two years, year and a half, mm-hmm. um, with all the things our country is dealing with health and everything else going on, there's a lot of distrust. There's a lot of absolutely information. There, there really is a pre 2020 and now post people don't want bullshit anymore. And I'm just going to just call it out. That's right. They don't, they're sick of bullshit. People want real because they can see right through it. And this comes right down to like the political world, the right and left, all of it. People are having such a tough time believing, finding who to believe. And we've talked about that. Yep. Who do, who you, do you believe? believe? Who do you, you know? Believe? So when we, when we go to what's your story, this links right up with what you believe because you need to find the truth within yourself mm-hmm. and we need to be trustworthy. So if you've got 30 to 60 seconds to talk to someone, the bullshit's done. Take this advice from us. Nobody wants to hear it anymore yep. because we can smell it. We can see it because we're living it. Right. So when our business, when it comes down to <clears throat> our business and who we are, we're talking about a whole different ballgame now. Yeah. And I don't even think some people are like, oh, you've only got 60 seconds. To t-. Like you don't even have that much time sometimes. To no, you've got attention. about half of that. If you're picking up the phone and calling somebody, mm-hmm. you have maybe 15 seconds. Like you've right. got to say something that is so non-pitchy. Yes. And so, and it's, and it's, you got to help them understand that it's really not about you or your company at that point. Cause no one cares about you. Right. Unfortunately. And they don't also care about what you have because they don't know how they need it yet. So I think we have to shift the mindset from like what we do to kind of like, how we do it and why we do it and what's our purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. And realistically, how's it going to benefit that person? Because that's all they care about is if we could show a way it's going to benefit them or change their life, they might listen to you. So that's very interesting. So if we're on the other end of things, I think thinking about, okay, who am I talking to? Who am I pitching this to? What do they want from me without me lying about it? Right. What do they want from me without me saying some BS? How do I get my truth to them for what they're looking for? Because what we have to remember, folks, is when we're selling ourselves or when we're in our business looking at who we're selling to and why right. goes back to what we are. And I, I really believe that because now, like I said, people can see right through it. So I think research is um, a great quality research, who you're going to be pitching to. Right. Knowing that audience. And, and that research really is simple. It could come down to really doing due diligence on social media, yes. understanding what their personal lifestyle is like, understanding what's important to their business. Absolutely. What's their, what's their culture like? Mm-hmm. Um, so the exercise we try and do, because we see this a lot of repetitiveness because people are just trained from like 10, 20 years ago. The repetitive is this. We always tell people like, what are the three things you talk about on a pitch? And they'll talk about like, well, we have, you know, we're the best service. We have the best product because, or we're the number one thing at this. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, none of that matters to me just yet because I don't even, it doesn't hit me impactfully. So then when we say, okay, those are three things. I said, if you said those three things to me, Mm -hmm. what do you think nine out of 10 of your competitors that sell the same product, what would they say to me when they walk in the door? Like, let's just imagine what they would say. Well, they would say that they have the best service. They have, they have the best, they have the best product. Like, okay. So you're not different. Yes. Nothing about any of that's different. <laughs> right. So for once, have you thought about me? Mm-hmm. Not so much how that product's going to fix my, how's that product going to make me better? How's that product going to 
make my company better, make my people better, make me feel better. Right. How does it do that? Well, it does this, this, and this, and this. Okay. Well, why don't you start there? Mm. Why don't you think about not even just a story? Why don't you try and start to tell me how it's going to help me with my business? Mm -hmm. What are the benefits I'm going to get from it? How am I going to feel differently about it? How's yes. it going to help me save money? Yes. Tell me you're the best at this and the best at that. We all yeah. have great service. Like, right. Oh my God. Stats are great. <clears throat> but they got to kind of almost put the money where your mouth is, right? right? We have to show that what we're saying is true. And we have to say, okay, like, Jeff, this is going to make you feel so good. Why? How? Right. Right? Like, okay. And that's where we need to take that step back and really, one, be prepared. You know, my husband and I talk about it often when it comes down to a lot of his business dealings. Being prepared is key coming prepared. I don't care if you're showing a house. I don't care coming prepared with the knowledge. Sure. I don't care if it's a presentation. I don't care, you know, if it's making dinner, right? It's being prepared. Right. It actually goes mm -hmm. such a long way, um, for those questions. Someone on the other line going, well, how are you going to do this? Right. How are you going to make me feel like that? So the, the way you have to refocus, if you're rethinking your marketing and your sales pitch now, it has to be, you need to know the three pain points or at least three pain points mm -hmm. of that customer. What yes. are their constant problems that keep them awake every night? And then how does your product solve that? Great. Right? So great tip. So a good example would be, let's say if I was going to pitch a, and I'll go back to my real estate roots, right? Sure. A real estate broker, right? I sat yep. in the shoes of a real estate broker for years. My pain points, no matter what time of year it was, is I needed to recruit more agents because I needed constant agent, good agents. Yep. I needed them all to do more transactions and I needed systems in place to streamline my business. That's what I needed. So when someone walks on my door and says, you know, well, I wanted to talk to you about our service and how great of a mortgage thing we are or title thing we are. I don't need another one of those. I'm good. Right. But if you came in and said, Hey, you know what? While we do mortgages really well, one of the things we specialize in is helping brokers like yourself recruit agents. We help them generate more transactions and we can even help you streamline some of your systems. Oh, no. Oh, I'm like, okay, how do you do that? And that's oh. what, that's the reason that's the, that's the response you want out of anybody's head. Tell me more, tell me more, or how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Now you might say, well, Jeff, I don't have that expertise. I'm a, I'm a mortgage person. Right. See, that's the problem. I don't need no. your stuff. You need to be more of that ecosystem of things just because you have a product. You, your value proposition needs to be bigger than that. And if you don't have that solution to them to get in the door, to create an opportunity to do more of your business, you need to create a better ecosystem. There you go. Better ecosystem. Bam. <clears throat> right. I mean, um, your sister sells oils. oils, right? She's a rock star in that space. Mm -hmm. If she just wanted to tell me how big the company was and the growth of the company, I don't care. No. How's it going to make, yeah, how those things going to make me feel better? Show it to me. Show it to me. And she does that so amazing. well, so well. Huh. And I was just thinking, it's really weird that you said my sister, because I was thinking that when you said it. Yeah. I'm not joking. No. Like we're having, I had ESP we're here. We're here. right now. Um, but going back to her and anyone out there can relate to this too, having that social media piece mm -hmm. as a backup. Well, let me show you. I've done this and this. You can check me out on Instagram. You just look at me on Facebook. Having a little bit of that backup to show, oh, this is how we're going to do the systems in place. Uh -huh. You know, I have a reels on that. Uh -huh. I'm going to send it to you right now. Oh, check your email. I just sent it. Right. Boom. So it's like having that backup of the ecosystem, which is such a fabulous word. 
right? You should really patent that, Jeff. I think that's that's your thing. I love that. The ecosystem. You have to have an ecosystem. You have, you have to. to. Just because you have a product doesn't mean your value. You have to have other resources that bring more value to you. Absolutely. <clears throat> and you can't just be you anymore. Unfortunately, you, you can, but there's the, there's the whole package around. And like we're saying, you know, someone to really zing those zinger words that you said before, like knowing what the broker's thinking, right? When you go in there to sell your, your piece, that, that's right. knowing that you're not just, okay, I'm a mortgage guy. I'm just mortgages. No, you can be so much more than that because you already are. Right. And you, and you almost have to be to create that relationship because mm -hmm. right now they may not need your product or service. Right. And maybe I don't, maybe I'm using it's oils. Maybe I'm using something else, but there's a lot of things you add to your toolbox. It could be also, you know, we use the word social proof. So it could be, you have a few people that are testimonials. You could also have maybe a partner on your team that could add a different spotlight of how that product works great for right. them. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like finding out what those problems are and going to your toolbox to say, you know what? Um, we've got a client just like yourself. So now it's, you're connecting with me. Right, we have someone just right. like yourself that had the same challenges and questions you had. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, what I'd like to do is set you up and have a conversation with them. Let them tell you how it helped impact their life. I'm not selling you anything. I'm just telling you to go talk to my resource, my right, toolbox. Right, right. Because now you're going to get a story. You're going to get a real authentic story. Mm -hmm. I don't have to sell yes. you anything. I want to give you enough information to make you feel comfortable enough to make a good business decision. Mm -hmm. So the second you start pitching me your product that I don't need, I'm out. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this works. I connected with this person. I connected with them on more than just the level of what I was going in for. Right. All of a sudden they've got this ecosystem of things around them. That's right. I'm sold. Sold. And you're selling yourself because that's the best way to sell mm -hmm. is to, to sell something without selling. Absolutely. 100%. And I just, I tell people authentically, I really don't have anything to sell you. What I want to do is I want to talk to you enough about these core things and how it's going to help your business just for you to make a good educated decision. Mm -hmm. I'll leave that up to you. Absolutely. I do almost like a takeaway because- right. If you, if I give you enough great foundation to make you feel good about how it's going to help you and solve your problems, I want you to make that decision. Oh I mean. yeah. Oh yeah. And so, then all of a sudden it's out of your hand. Like it's, it's done. It's almost like, yeah. Cause <laughs> I'm taking away the pressure right. of the sale. Because right. Sometimes you're, it's not the right time for that. Mm -hmm. um, and I know people are always talking about like, you always got to be closing. Always gonna, the second you use some kind of closing strategy crap. I mean, you know, do you know how sensitive I am to that nonsense right now? Oh, um, that, well, you, that goes back to pre and post 2020. We are right. aware of that now. That's right. We're aware of it. We can see it. We know the BS. We know the, oh, here comes the closer. Here comes the shtick. Here comes like the I'm shit. done. I'm not into it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've watched people call it out going, all right, tell me what you got. Yeah. Like I almost don't even want to have a conversation, but like, <laughs> like if they're that defensive. The wall goes up very quickly. <laughs> right. So right we have to find different approaches. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes down to telling that story, mm -hmm. the story has to be about, you know, how it's going to help them in their world. So, mm -hmm. you know, when someone says, you know, what do you do? The second I say, Oh, I'm, we're a sales coach or something where you're a life coach. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. When it, there's like a hundred million, they just them. okay. You and not even sure. Like what exactly. What like mean? what is that? So Jeff, would you say that, redefining the elevator speech is where we're at right now in life. More of the elevator pitch is still important, but the story, the what's your story when you've got limited amount of time with someone, how do we incorporate both? I think the elevator pitch needs to be redefined in a way that shows how it's going to impact them. Mm -hmm. In other words, what are the things that's going to solve their pain points? And if you don't know their pain points, it's the number one rule you need to know. 
what's their pain points. And then once we are able to extract the, tell me more, mm -hmm. how does that work? Mm -hmm. That's it. That's interesting. How do you do that? Right now? It's the story. Help tell it through the story is, well, it's interesting. You ask, you know, we do that by helping people. We, as a matter of fact, we just had a client the other day, just like yourself have the same issues in their company and how it was able to get resolved was this, this, and this, mm -hmm. and they were thrilled with how that happened. Now I've got them thinking like, Oh, that, that worked for them. Right. Tell it through that story, that 60 seconds of, well, that's a great question. Let me share with you how we just helped a client like yourself mm -hmm. over in this space. And what we did is, and they were like, they're listening because now it's a way and they're, they're almost fear of missing out too, of what they're doing. Yes. And I can use that challenge, yes. Yes. but maybe we should talk. Maybe we should have a conversation. Absolutely. Do you <clears throat> feel like it's important to practice? Um, this is a hard exercise. It's I, hard to figure out going from, tell me what you do and vomiting that nonsense out to changing it to, you know, what do you do? You know, we believe that helping people um, generate more sales impacts their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And knowing that what we do is we help streamline, streamline people's sales business to generate more income, which changes their life. And all of a sudden, okay. So now how do you, like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Now we know that you're a seasoned speaker. Um, would you recommend finding someone you feel comfortable talking to? I think you need someone that's not comfortable. I think you've got to find someone that's willing to challenge you. Oh, that's someone that's you're that's willing to give you the truth about how they really feel and not appease you. Oh, well, <clears throat> geez, that's someone I live with. So I get that. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, not to be rude and mean, but someone that's going to say, okay, that didn't impact. That doesn't work. It works. And I think you need a group because everyone's yeah. different personalities. What impacts you're very, very you right. is going to be different than impacting your husband. Right. And I think this is a great challenge for people out there to get out of their comfort zone a little bit because, um, like Jeff said, I think finding a group to speak in front of one to three people, uh, to, to have those different personalities and different opinions. And one, we have to take the personal out and say, this is not personal. They don't not like me. Um, but this is what I need to work on because this might really land you your next gig. This might land you your next big client is tweaking a little bit of that. Right. That's right. You know, I can also relate to this. Just made me think of this. Anytime you even get up to do a presentation, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a regular presentation in front of five people mm -hmm. or 500 people. The number one thing they're challenging is what's this, what's this guy or girl going to say to me? Like what is, yeah, what's, what's we're sitting in the audience, like what's, what's different? different? So we're always been taught to tell a story, right? But a real story that the story's got to hit their two or three pain points. So if you know your audience and who you're speaking to and the business they're in, and we tell a story right out of the gate. Hey, Jeff Lobb, um, listen, let me tell you, when I started back in 1990, let me tell you what happened to me. When I found out these three things, that it was, the business was going to do this to me, I was going to face burnout, and I was going to face challenges of trying to increase sales to a certain point where I had to build a team. Uh, and I tell that story how I lived that world or someone else did. Now they're all sitting back on. Hmm. Oh, I got those same freaking problems. Exactly. Oh my Relatable. God. Relatable. Like I just hit every nugget of like. And guess what they're that, all doing? Listen. Now they're listening. They're listening. Because I just connected with them on the three major points that they're struggling with right now. Mm -hmm. But I have to be smart enough to know it. And I got to tell them that whether it happened to me or not, or someone I know. Right. Let me tell you what happened. Here's why I'm here to talk to you today. When I was dealing with so-and-so, here were the three things we found out in our business that impact. And, and we got to hit them emotionally with it because now I got their attention. Absolutely. The emotion counts um, post 2020. Yep. It counts. It matters. You want, we want to feel, we want to feel something That's when right. we are getting pitched or when we're getting talked to, or we're even in our office, you know, with our boss, we want to feel something. So 
practice makes perfect. And I, I believe, listen, I've been speaking for a long time. I am queen of sometimes talking like a valley girl. I'm queen of likes and ums, <laughs> you know, but I, I do when I've got something to present, I practice. I really do. I practice because I, and I practice uh, in my car. I practice in front of my mirror. It's lame, but I do. I feel silly sometimes, um, but I do. And I definitely try to do it in front of someone who has, um, will tell me like it is, you know, I've got friends who will tell me what I want to hear. And then I have friends and my husband who will tell me <laughs> like it is. So, you know, you get a little mixed bag of people to talk to and practice because your story is, this is, it's who you are. Um, but like Jeff and I were saying, there's so much more to it, um, in this day and age. Yeah. And it just is something too. I, you know, I, I've learned this through, um, my life coaching school and life in general, but owning your story and your who it's all you've got. So trying to come up with something that isn't you just to say it is not going to work. It doesn't sound authentic. It's not real. And people will smell it out. They will, especially now. So, you know, sometimes, you know what, we're born with what we got, right? So we got to, what we got, we got to go with, and we can get better. We can learn more. We can research. We can be around people that inspire us and will make us better. Um, but you have to own your stuff. That's right. In That's, order to be real when you're presenting your stuff. And, and if you're a little old school and you need to have a hard time wrapping yourself around some of this, because I get the old school mentality, but before the internet was born, before mm -hmm. we had technology, sure. you know, being in corporate sales, the second we walked into someone's office or a CEO or the manager, and I'm going to be supposedly pitching them my product. Right. You know, we all did the same thing. We all looked around the conference room. Like, yeah. What do I have in common with this guy? Oh, he's got a Corvette model on right. his thing. He's got a picture of two kids. Like, yeah. we're like, what am I going to talk right, about? Right? right. So we have all those tools that are at our resources right now. So we're connecting with them on social. We just see what they have on social. We see what they do in their life. We look at their website and we find like, what is important to this person? Mm. So that when I go tell my story, it can connect with them and they don't even need to know that I know. So if now if visually I see he took a picture and his son, I have an example, a corporate guy I have friends with, his son just went to UConn, I guess, to play baseball. He got a full ride, D1, whatever nice. it is, right? So Obviously, I can have a conversation about without him even knowing like, hey, you know, first things first, I, congratulations on your son. Um, that I, I, pl way. I played baseball all my life. I always wish I had that. I'd be like, like, you know, how far like, I just went? wow, like that's amazing because, you know, how proud is a person he is. Yes, not even about work just yet. You know, I played baseball all my life and I'm going to tell a story like I was that little guy, that little shortstop. And I always wanted to play professional. You know, you've got your son now going. It's going to be a, what a great ride. You're going to have to go watch him play. Like that's, and guess what? The door just opened this much wider because the guy thought, wow, he made it personal. Right. He cares. Right. You know, and I know you, Jeff, you do care. So I, I do. You were, it was a meaningful conversation, you know, talking about a tidbit like that, when it comes to someone's personal life, you finding out something and just bringing it up and saying, Hey, you know, I just want to say congratulations or Hey, Jeff. that goes so far. Yeah. So now that when I do get into my story or go into my head, what we do, how we do it, he's going to listen mm -hmm. um, because I just showed that he mattered. I just showed that something mattered in his life. Mm -hmm. So I think it's hard to take our old school mentality from, and I hate the word scripts and like, what am I going to say? Like scripts and wording, mm -hmm. like, please stop some of that. Like, if you need to know what to say, like that might be good to understand, mm -hmm. but you better put it in a way that's going to be meaningful to that customer. And if it sounds pitchy in the least, and that's why you need someone to pitch it to, you need to stop it and reverse it.
Definitely. Three pain points about that customer. What do they need help and the problems they need solved? Start there. Start there. Absolutely. And solve those problems. And I think um, one more thing to take away from this is what don't you want to hear? Hmm. Maybe like make a list. So Jeff, if you were sitting there before you went in to do something big or going to meet a big client or anything, maybe write down three things you wouldn't want to hear. Right. Three things you don't want to be around. That's an interesting thought. I mean, if you if you have one of those clients, maybe you have one of those clients now that just loves you anyway and will tell you anything, that's something you might actually even ask them. Like if I had that client that I go to, I'll be saying, listen, I'm always working in, you know, on my opportunities for sales opportunities. How many people pitch you a day? Like, what are the three things you hate to hear? Like, tell me those things that you would just throw them out. You know what? I'm interested to see if there's an answer to this. Yeah. So maybe I know you talk to a million people a week. Hmm. Maybe have a conversation with someone about that and see what they say. Yeah. On some of our own. On your own to just say, yeah. like, why you know, not? Yeah, you know, we've been working together for a while and I'm curious. Yeah. What are the three no's? What are three things you cannot stand? Right. Because I know we're talking about all these things to bring and all these things to do and positives. But if you switch the script and think about what you wouldn't want to hear. That's right. Then you're going to really go, oh, I'm not going to do that next time. That's right. So there's a lot. There's a lot of lessons on storytelling. There's a lot mm -hmm. of practice. Um, you need that transparent person. So right. if we kind of had a wrap up today, um, you know, we always want to take what's our takeaway, what's mm -hmm. our challenge. Sure. What was the one thing you would say is your one um, focus? There, there's a bunch. I think this is a lot of good nuggets here today. Um, I'm going to say, you know, our, our, our trust matters, our truth, our who. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, and I'm sure you might have the same takeaway, but going in prepared with that not just your stick, but your ecosystem. I, I'm going to stay ecosystem. It. Okay. No, it's good. That's I really like, like it. it because I really connect with that, that, Hey, I'm bringing so much to you that you're not going to be able to say no. You are no longer a one trick pony because I know so much about what's going on. So I think, um, and authentic going in, knowing this is, this is who I am. This isn't a BS thing, but I'm going to be so prepared and so thorough. Um, that, you know, I'm not coming out without the sale. Okay. How are you? Mine, um, I think the biggest takeaway and the big exercise that needs to happen is trying to tell your story. And it's like a challenge, telling your story in 60 seconds or less. Mm -hmm. We tend to ramble and go 10 different places with a story. How can you get your story out concisely in yes. 60 seconds or less? And, mm -hmm. it, and it has impact. It has emotion. It feels right mm -hmm. in 60 seconds. That's the biggest challenge I think we're all going to face. And I don't think any of us like have a perfect solution right. other than practicing and trying to get it done. Right. So story in 60 seconds. All right. These, hey, we got a lot going on here. We would love to hear from you guys. What are your takeaways from what's your story? What would you like to share any, you know, good tidbits with us? Yeah. We will mention them on our podcast. So let us know. Like, yeah. We're going to be bringing out some guests soon too, that are going to be yeah. solving some of these problems with us this mm -hmm. year. Um, so it's um, breaking balance at sparktankmedia.com, breaking balance at sparktankmedia.com. And we're going to see you guys next week on the flip side. And uh, we'll hopefully get some feedback from you. And we're going to keep moving forward. Oh. See you guys. Bye.